Good afternoon. This is Alicia Bales live in the studio with Dr. Drew Colfax. This is the local coronavirus update. Hey, Drew. Hello, Alicia. Uh, you a little bit tired? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Been working? Working nights. How's it going? Well, you know, it's it goes. Um, COVID had disappeared from the ER doctor's uh, perspective radar um, for about a month. Oh, those blissful months. That yeah, blissful month. Yeah, and now it's back. We're, we're regularly seeing somebody with COVID in the ER um, on a daily basis, actually, on a multiple times a day type of basis. Usually the people aren't too terribly sick, but, you know, I saw my first COVID-related stroke over the weekend, um, which is, you know, both distressing and entirely preventable um so oh, oh, oh. there's covid related strokes yeah that's you know, a thing it, yeah it, it creates a hypercoagulable state so it's more likely for you to have a blood clot um and so early on in new york we're seeing a fair number of young people with pretty bad strokes from this um and throughout the country and it's not a it's not a common effect of covid it's the first one i've personally seen um but it happens um and it happened to this unfortunate gentleman so, wow and yeah. so these covid strokes they're like regular strokes they can have permanent Oh, yeah. Long-lasting no, effects? Yes, they can be devastating, wow. just like any other flavor of stroke, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 become, much like many other American or worldwide diseases, a, a preventable condition. Um, and unfortunately, we haven't yet entirely prevented it in this county or in this country. Um, well, we had that month. We had the month where things were low, and then we got more relaxed, and I think it's okay for most of us, or at least those who are vaccinated amongst us, to be more relaxed. But unfortunately, the people who are not vaccinated are not going to necessarily be the people who are COVID safe, which is why we are in this weird nexus of a substantial minority of people who aren't vaccinated who are not being safe. And that's why we are seeing uh, this mini surge, if you will. I mean, our daily case count is six to seven a day right now. Um, our test positivity to get into the numbers sort of in a backward sort of way is four and a half percent, which is, you know, about three times what it was six, eight weeks ago. Um, and that reflects um, this this surge. It also does reflect, to some extent, decreased testing. Our testing in the county, though the county doesn't publish the data, Andy um, <laughs> is 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 right at the at the threshold of uh, of of sufficient testing. Right. We're doing about 140 tests a day, and it'd be it'd be nice to push it up to 200. But you know, it's probably adequate as long as it's over 100 a day. Um, but there's some some skewing of the data when you get to those low numbers mm -hmm. and you start to see an artificially high positivity rate because of so few tests, but catching the you're testing the people are symptomatic people. and you know right. the hospital numbers etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. so it just it doesn't really give you the accurate sort of positivity in the community the way you'd like to do you'd like to see with higher testing when's the last time we were as high as four percent positivity Ooh, i'd have to go back and look at my little folded up pieces of note <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those times when the the line on the graph is high right yeah so i i would estimate that it was probably um early march um when we we're around four and a half percent um that's just a gestalt i don't have that data in front of me but i think that's about when we are back at those numbers 
So, um, to continue running our numbers, we're up to 4,239 COVID cases in the county of Mendocino. Um, we have slightly over 100 people in isolation or quarantine currently. Five people hospitalized, three in the ICU, wow. um, including a death since the last Monday's show. Um, and that person wasn't terribly old. So it's you know it's distressing when when something like that happens. And yeah, it's it. We see we see a lot of um, morbidity and mortality from, you know, as my first grader used to say, life choices. Um, you know, and you know, we see people who are sick from alcohol and meth and cannabis and from the American diet certainly all of the time. And people who are sick from COVID now are sick from not getting vaccinated and not being vaccinated in this county is more or less inexcusable at this point. I mean, there is vaccine everywhere um, this so. is true and also it's the snapshot of what's going on in the county right now all these cases and the recent death this week 100 percent unvaccinated people yes and this high positivity rate and the six to seven cases a day 100 percent unvaccinated people yes. so among vaccinated folks the 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 pandemic is not really happening anymore it's remarkable um how fortunate we are that this vaccine is so effective i mean it really is just astonishingly good um it's up there with some of the best vaccines that we've ever seen i mean this is this is kind of like a the polio vaccine right i mean it just knocks it out and Total it game not, yeah and so yes you know the pandemic is more or less over for those of us who are vaccinated with the very critical asterisk being um those of us who are immune suppressed it's right. not um or under 12 or under 12 though you know the risk to children from covid remains quite low indeed i mean there there have been i think about 150 deaths throughout the country of kids under the age of 12 not a lot really overall um not that that's a trivial number but it's a very very low number and so the risk to children is it has been and remains quite low indeed and particularly if the parents are now vaccinated the risk of a child picking up covid um in any sort of activity is really quite vanishingly small mm -hmm. but i guess the point i want to make about that snapshot is that we have numbers that are as high as they were at some of the worst times of the pandemic, but they're concentrated among the minority of people in the county who are not vaccinated, which means that they're actually the risk for unvaccinated people is double. It's quite, yeah, it's it's not, it's quite high indeed. I mean, it's hard to really quantify mm -hmm. it. Um, but yes, as, as it becomes just seen in the unvaccinated cohort of the population, um, and when we're seeing numbers of four and a half percent positivity and six to seven a day um, in a county of 85,000, that's a pretty high prevalence amongst the unvaccinated population. So, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you need to be really careful. Um, seems like a compelling reason. Besides the like the lottery for the fifty thousand dollars and the fifty dollar gift certificates and all that, like it's really present in the county now. It's like it's it's really here in high in high numbers. Yeah. Lots of people are getting it. Yeah, lots of again unvaccinated people. Preventable. Right? Yes, preventably. Indeedy. Okay. So, so I I like the lottery idea. I mean I I feel like in part the people who are not getting vaccinated don't have a really good handle on risk and statistics and thus may actually buy into the phony baloney um i'm gonna win the lottery um so i, I maybe it'll work <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll work 
Anyway, anything that can make it happen. I mean, we actually are offering COVID vaccine in the ER now because we have a whole bunch of vaccine just sitting at the in the pharmacy in the hospital. People can just come to the ER and get it? Well, I wouldn't recommend coming to the ER to get the COVID vaccine, but we offer it to anybody who's coming to the ER for something else. For other else. reasons. Yeah. Oh, well, that seems good. Yeah. The more it's available and the more opportunity people have to get the vaccine, the more people that will get it. Well, they're doing all sorts of pop-up vaccination events, too. So you can probably run into a vaccine. A vaccine a taco. (laughs) Pretty much. They're doing it at the the Super Chavez Market. You're not too far off. On, uh, On the 12th. They're doing it from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Super Chavez Market, but in Ukiah. But there's like a ton of things like that. Yeah. So anyway, what else do you got? California is doing better. We're under 1,000 cases a day. Uh, we're down 45%, the rolling two-week average, um, which is, you know, I'm sorry, down 23%, um, rolling two-week average, uh, 45% fully vaccinated in the state of California. Mendocino County is uh, well over 50 and probably into the 60, uh, 60% range. Uh, the U.S. in general is continuing to do better and better, um, down 45 percent, 14,000 cases a day, which is one-third as many as we are seeing just in California during the peak back in the late um, right. fall. Um, 42 percent national average vaccinated. It's interesting. The uh, the vaccine um, uptake really is showing remarkable um, political trends. Uh, the bottom, without exception, the bottom 25 states in this country are, in terms of the number of people vaccinated, percentage of people vaccinated, are either red states or purple states. There is not a single case, a single state um, in those bottom 25 that is a solidly blue state. So it really does reflect the massive amount of misinformation that you know, came out early on this pandemic and has just taken hold in a significant minority of people. It's really stunning to me how people's ideas or people's beliefs can have that much an effect of an effect on the health of our whole country. Like that's it's just so stark in what you just said. Like people believe whatever GOP or right wing or Republican Party talking points about the pandemic and the vaccine so they don't get vaccinated and then this pandemic persists. Yeah, I mean, it also, I mean, it's not in locally, I, I think there's there's certainly a component of, you know, the, the Fox News people who haven't gotten vaccinated and won't get vaccinated, perhaps, at least until somebody in their family gets COVID or dies from COVID, and maybe then they'll come around. Even then, maybe not, I don't really know. Um, but there's also a, um, you know, the component of people on the other end of the polit- political spectrum um, who I suspect listen to KZYX at a higher frequency um, who are not vaccinated. I was listening to Andy's show on Friday afternoon coming home from work. And, you know, there's a caller asking about, I think it was ivermectin, which mm-hmm. is, a, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. an anti-parasitic drug that is extremely toxic and has no clinical indication in COVID. And, you know, we're talking about treatment modalities for a disease that can be entirely prevented with a vaccine and so you know that kind of searching for treatment options for a disease that can be prevented with a vaccine is interesting i guess if you're an epidemiologist or if you're a bio researcher in this area but for the rest of us it's just kind of odd let's just say that yeah, well, like I said, people's ideas and their beliefs are probably what the the driver of public health 
Yes. Period. Yeah. Like it's not science. It's not treatment options. It's not healthcare. It's at what we think. You know. I know. Yeah. I guess yeah. you know. Yeah. I just. I see it every day. It's yeah. it's amazing. So uh, good information and you know trust for the the agencies that are responsible for public health. This is like this is the most important thing I think. Well, I think, you know, as, as more and more people get vaccinated and as we get more and more comfortable with the notion of this vaccine and we see really no significant or very, very low uh, level of adverse outcomes from the vaccine, more people are going to get it. I mean, that's just going to happen. And there's still, you know, trickling uptake of vaccine. But, you know, we've dropped to under a million people a day getting vaccinated in this country. Oh, wow. Um, that's you know, a down significant from, drop. Yeah, you know, down from, I think, about 3.2 at our peak. So, and that trend continues to worsen. Um, and if we're only talking about 45% of the country being vaccinated, it's going to take a long time yeah. to get to those 160 million who have not yet been vaccinated. And weren't we, I was talking with Dr. Korn about this on Friday, where it's like, well, at least it's slow and steady, but that's not, we're not in a slow and steady race. This is a race against several factors. We want to get this done as fast as possible, right? Exactly. And that not only applies to the U.S., but it applies to the international effort as well. And, you know, U.S. is, I mean, they're talking about sending, you know, 50 million doses to a country of, you know, 300 million the, the the amount of vaccine that's being distributed to um, developing nations from the u.s is just laughably trivial mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 appalling how um, little international effort we've seen so far in getting the vaccine deployed um i I'm sure some people are working hard on it, but it just hasn't translated into a significant um, mustering of resources to try to get this controlled internationally. And we're talking late 2022 before there's significant vaccine penetration in developing countries. I mean, that's that's a long time. That's a long amount of road for the for the virus to evolve in a uh -huh. way that might result in recurrent surges. And so have you been following the um, the variants, the evolution of new variants? Isn't there one that is now not responding to the vaccine as well? Yeah, there, there are a couple that aren't responding to the vaccine quite as well, but they still are responding to the vaccine you know, fairly well. And whether they actually are going to be able to take root in a population that is half vaxxed at this point remains to be seen. Um, what's what's and more I think pressing question is whether we're going to see a recurrent surge through the course of the summer um, and into the fall in these states that have low vaccine uptake. Um, I, you know, some of the states in the South aren't predicted to have even 40% of their population vaccinated come, come the fall. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, that's a level of vaccine uptake that would certainly not prevent a significant surge in those areas. You know, just to think about that, phenomenon of the bottom 25 states in terms of the numbers of vaccinations being red and purple states it's not like there aren't progressive or blue people in all of those states in fact they're close to equal even in the red states so you're thinking about the outsized impact that the policies of the republican kind of local and state governments have it's not just the people's ideas and their thoughts like there are we're pretty much evenly divided across the country, no matter what kind of a state you're in. I, yeah, I don't know. I spent, no? I spent a number of years in Alabama. I would say it's not equally oh. divided there. No, but, the, but, but, but in the urban areas? Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is Birmingham's really very progressive. Jerry, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know not of what I speak. <laughs> but 
like you know places like Georgia that just turned yeah. blue. Yeah. Well, you know, purple. I'd say yes. Dark purple. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, okay. Well, it is a college show. Maybe we should stop <laughs> rambling on here. Having my little ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's fun to get to ask about it anyway. All right. So it is a call-in show. This is the local coronavirus update. I'm Alicia Bales in the studio with Dr. Drew Colfax. We are here through the end of June. We are going to keep doing the show every Monday from 3 to 4 until the end of the month here. Uh, and then we're going to go on and pursue other endeavors with our lives. <laughs> like like many of us will be able to do as the pandemic wanes um but we invite you now to call in 895-2448 it's 707-895-2448 is the number in the studio we'd love to hear from you uh uh, with questions or i don't know what else what else are there comments thoughts criticisms theories criticisms we love those we love those (laughs) criticisms (laughs) good faith criticisms we actually don't mind at all um and that's that's it. Yeah, we're here for the month, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna stand down in my volunteer role as co-host of this local, and I use the term loosely because we tend to stray quite a bit. But we are local. Yeah. Let's take our first call. Hey, caller, you're live on the air. Yes, right. Um, let me hear. Wait a minute. Call. Um, but actually, I want to get thank you, and it sounds like the show's gonna stop at the end of June. Oh my. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> I get my best information from you. Oh, and I certainly don't listen every week but, uh, because I just live my life. How safe is it at this point to eat at a restaurant, either indoors or outdoors? I'm thinking about doing an outdoor thing with a small group of people. Um, I've been fully vaccinated. Thank goodness. My life has, has transformed. Um and then I also wanted to bring up the thing of, of people, it's across the spectrum, people who are have attitudes about getting vaccinated, fears, whatever, whatever's going on with them, um, including needle phobias. And um, it's across the political spectrum. It's not just any one group. And I see it from people who go on MCN's list of, I mean, the to me, it's unreal what I'm some a lot of the stuff I'm reading. So anyway, if you could address those things, um, I would appreciate it. Sure. So, in terms of your first question about eating in restaurants, I, I think it's totally it's certainly fine to eat in an outdoor setting. I mean that that risk if you're vaccinated is is very low. It's it's entirely manageable at this point for most of us. Um, so if you're doing a get-together with a bunch of people to have an outdoor meal, go for it. Indoors is, you know, it's, it's still a little bit of a fraught question, particularly while we're seeing a bit of a surge in the county. Um, if you're vaccinated and you're comfortable with slight risk, we know that your risk of getting sick from COVID is is vanishingly small at this point, um, even with the possibility of these variants, um, you know, sort of reaching into our community at various levels of um, presence. So I, I wouldn't even advise against, um, and I'm surprised to hear myself saying this, I would not, you know, I wouldn't hesitate to eat indoors. I 
I would insist on that place being quite well ventilated, um, you know, open doors and windows, which is easily accommodated at this point um, during this time of the year. But my preference and my recommendation would be to keep it outdoors at least for the next month or two while we're still seeing a bit of the surge. As for your second point about the, the multi sort of modality of why people are not vaccinated no i i I totally agree it's not just um you know the the right wing um, fox news cohort of the patient of the population um either here in mendocino county or nationwide it it's a lot of different factors and you know i think i spoke last week about sort of the the low uptake of uh, vaccination among the latinx community um and that i don't think is being driven by fox news i think that's being driven by the fact that people have jobs and they you know there's less good information reaching the latinx community there are greater barriers to getting the vaccine in that community um and that's just one small you know component of why we don't see um, you know anything approaching 80 90 or 100 percent vaccine uptake but it's a lot of factors um, all of which can be addressed I think but it's quite time consuming and it you know there's just there's just a lot of hardening of ideas around this even in the face of a lot of data and it's not just a question of well the science says this so you should do this that's not going to persuade very many people at all um and so it really just requires continued conversation with your neighbors and friends and family members and co-workers about what their concerns are about not getting vaccinated and how how to address those um and conversations around that are really what needs to needs to happen from my perspective, it's frustrating because I see people really sick and dying from COVID, uh, which can be prevented right now. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's hard when you see somebody that you think might have COVID pneumonia and you say, have you had the COVID shot? And they say no, and their COVID test is positive or the chest x-ray is clearly COVID. That's, that's not an easy thing to see. And it's not an easy conversation to have with family members. Um, but, you know, that's that's where we are. All right. Thanks, caller. Let's take our next call. It's 895-2448. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Uh, Yes. Could you give some more information about the lottery? Is that just for uh, new the people that are getting vaccinated, or is that for everyone? That's actually a really good question, and I don't know the answer to it. I saw some reference that everybody who's been vaccinated and is in the data bank, the state data bank, gets entered into the lottery. Um, but then I've also heard that it's only people who are getting newly vaccinated. So I haven't looked into it <laughs> because I, it, you know, it, it's a lottery, and I just don't find that too terribly important. I, if you've been vaccinated, I would just presume that you're entering the lottery. You're probably not going to win. But, oh, but well, hold I, on, Alicia is quickly, Alicia is quickly googling the question. Here's what I found: you'll be automatically entered into all the drawings if you live in California, are age 12 and older, and you've received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. There State you go. officials say immigration status does not affect eligibility. This is from uh, the abc7.com website. They also say, and this is kind of cool, 
that the first uh, drawing already happened for the uh, $50,000 prize. It was 15 people awarded $50,000. But there's going to be another one handed out to 15 more people on June 11th. And according to Dr. Corin, one of the winners was from Mendocino County. Wow. So we got a 50 grandian here in the county just for getting the COVID shot. Pretty cool. So some people do win, Drew. Yeah, some people do. Uh, Yeah. Some people also get struck yeah, by lightning. More people. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I have uh, a vaccine hesitant person that this might just put him over. Well, good. Decision. Talk to that person wanted, then. Yes. Wanted to make sure that I knew a little bit more about it. But um, was there also a one million dollar? Ooh, yeah. Lottery? Sorry, I skipped that. Talk about bearing the lead. My God, the big prize will be announced June fifteenth when ten people will each walk away. Ten people will each walk away with $1.5 million. Sign me up for that. Well, I guess you are signed up. Uh, Yeah, I am. I am signed up. There's actually a separate lottery for public radio hosting COVID-related shows, so... I'll keep you posted. I Thank might be you. A Although the prizes, <laughs> the prizes, <laughs> is great. It's a hearty handshake. <laughs> nice pat on the back. Good job. Good question, and um, I'm glad that Alicia here has faster internet skills than I. Yes. 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 Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Sir. So let your friend know that he would be in the in the pool for a 1.5 million dollar lottery jackpot. But that is when what's the date on that june 15th so he needs to get vaxxed soon that date is sweet approaching also the first two million people to be vaccinated since may 27th to get 50 dollars grocery cards oh it's grocery cards what did you want i thought it was cash (laughs) (laughs) sorry grocery cards those are great (laughs) everybody everybody needs groceries true i remember hearing something about 50 dollars yeah but uh that's just a limited number yeah all right. All right. Thank you for okay. your question. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, good. Uh, can I speak now? Yes, you are live on okay. the air. Yes. Good. Thank you. Um, I have a friend who uh, lives in Thailand. Uh, he's uh, he's a U.S. citizen. He's been teaching uh, English, and he uh, they're having a tremendous surge uh, of. Uh, uh, the epidemic, and uh, he's been told that the earliest he can get a vaccination is about the uh, uh, end of this year, and it'll be a, uh, the Chinese uh, vaccine. So he's hoping to fly into the U.S. Uh, and uh, uh, stay with us and here in uh, Mendocino County and get his vaccination. He's actually coming in to save his life, not to uh, not to get a fifty dollar gift certificate. I know it's <laughs> odd, but uh, that's what he's doing. We have a, what I've I've been making calls for him. Can he get um, uh, quarantine? Uh, information or can i get quarantine information for him when he arrives in the u.s uh as well as where to get tested is there are there any numbers i can call that you'd be familiar with um yes there there are numbers um the county uh coronavirus hotline number we used to have posted in our studio here but it has come down but yeah, Felicia has it. i've got that internet in front of me it's yeah. great um so their call center is 472 
five nine. That's for the uh, the coronavirus call center for Mendocino County. That's four seven two two seven five nine. And then they have an isolation and quarantine line as well. So I'll give you that since you yeah. asked particularly about yeah, that. Please. It's seven oh seven five one three five four six nine. Five four. Six nine. So Great. what your what your friend should do though? I mean, he he's going to need to um, quarantine on arrival here since he's coming in from um, Thailand. But he should go. Exactly. He should go to the OptumServe testing site in the, at the Ukiah Fairgrounds and get tested there. You know, as soon as he can upon arrival, and then probably again about five days later, um, get retested. Um, if both of those tests are negative, then he can come out of quarantine in less than the two-week period. He could come out safely um, in seven to ten days if both those tests are negative and he's not symptomatic. Then, Does that mean that he can, be, he can leave the airport and drive all the way to Mendocino County without quarantining? Well, he's going to, I mean, he's not going to take public transportation, obviously, so... He, I, no, I mean, we could pick him up and all that. Yeah, no, he's not going to quarantine at the airport or in the Bay Area. He, he can quarantine up here after, you know, after his arrival, but he doesn't okay. want... But, you know, that, 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 there is a caveat that I would certainly not host him unless you and other, other people in that household are um, vaccinated, right? So... Well, we are. Yeah. I mean, we... Um, so, but I would I would definitely recommend getting tested. You know, either the day or the next day after his arrival, um, and then yeah. getting the vaccine is pretty straightforward for him um, in this county now. Yeah. So, he, yeah, so he, I was told already that he could just walk in and get it. Uh, yes, and and again, he's a U.S. citizen and he grew up in California. He just happens to be right now living in Thailand. And, uh, well, just well, very dangerous. Just, so. just to be clear, though, I mean, it, citizenship doesn't matter whatsoever. Anybody in this country can get vaccinated at this point. It's, it's available to yeah. everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the information. I appreciate it, and I am so sorry that you're going to be ending your show. Oh, it you'll, is, uh, you'll be fine. Wonderful. You'll be fine. Thank you. <laughs> but thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll survive. But thanks for. Thanks to you and Alicia for doing it. Of course. Thanks. Right. Bye. Thanks for the call. All right. It's the local coronavirus update. This is Alicia Bales in the studio with Dr. Drew Colfax. And we'll be here until 4 o'clock this afternoon taking your calls about all things COVID. Uh, and it is 895-2448 is the number. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, hi. Good afternoon to the both of you. Uh, this is Alfonso out here at the deep end. Um, I was wondering about baseball and safety in the park like oracle park have they currently have a setup where people that are vaccinated and have to prove they're vaccinated can sit together in one section and then they have a distancing thing with people that are just maybe not vaccinated but they have to wear masks and they're going to set the seats up i guess kind of with spaces in between. Now, my question is, uh, I know it's outside because I've been listening, and it's kind of safe outside, but, you know, with hundreds of people sitting in a section and then they're vaccinated, and you got some people in another section that aren't, how safe do you think it is, Dr. Colfax? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's actually quite safe. Um, you know, it is outside, even the, even the most 
calm uh, major league ballpark has a fair amount of breeze going through it and if you're vaccinated you know if you want to be careful you can you can sit in the unvaccinated um segregated section where you know every other row is seated and there are empty seats behind each between each um pod of people that's lower risk than the more congregate um fully vaxxed sections in all these major league parks but the plan is reasonable and i think it's actually reasonably safe the way they've set it up um so my I, I, I certainly feel that it is fine for people to go see um, a major league ball game at this point in time. It's you know it's a summer and we we didn't have it last year and it's a it's a great safe activity. Um, so, and and for that manner uh, for that for that matter, it's also fine to go see you know little league games or minor league games or whatever else uh, is outdoors if you're fully vaccinated. Um, it it really is you know kind of a back to normal thing um, if if you're vaxxed at this point oh you know you said something just the opposite what i was thinking that it would be safer maybe with everybody that's guaranteed being vaccinated but then that being around that many people i think i'm not sure but yeah safer in the distance seating if you're wearing a mask and vaccinated it's probably better than I, it, it's a tough question, right? I mean, it, presuming yeah. that everybody, I mean, I, the analysis on this can be a little bit um, squishy, let's just say, um, because you're presuming that everybody in the congregate area is fully vaccinated. I, you know, I don't know how robust that enforcement is in terms of showing your vaccine card. Um, but if you're, if you're, separated if you're spaced out if you're socially distanced in the non-congregate area then your your risk of getting covid is is really quite low um you know regardless of whether the people around you are vaccinated or not just because you're more than six feet away and outdoors and you know wearing a mask unless you're eating your hot dog kind of thing and so i you know i i think that if it were up to me where i would go would be in the socially distanced i'm not sure i want to sit amongst a bunch of people crowded together in bleacher seats even if they are all ostensibly vaccinated mm-hmm. okay thank you all right have fun you too bye yeah, it might be just too soon for that. I'm just not ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't even ready for that pre-pandemic. Kind of, yeah. It's like, this is a great improvement. <laughs> All right, let's take our next call. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hello, hi. Hi. Hi, I'm live on the air. Okay, I have a quick question for Dr. Colfax. Yes. Doctor, I have a house guest who uh, refuses to cough into their elbow. And I've asked them too many times. They sometimes cough into their hand and sometimes just cough into the air. How at risk are we in the house for anything? (laughs) I realize we're all vaccinated. I get it. But it still just seems like a societal or a social norm at this point to cough into your elbow. And it makes me feel much more safe. And yet he's my friend and won't do it. So I want to know, like, the protocol. Well, um, I that that it's certainly best to cough into one's um, elbow or you know into one's armpit. Um, I yeah, I, I'm not sure why there's resistance there, but the the risk to you of your your uncovered coffer um, is. You know, probably quite low indeed. I'm not sure why this person's coughing, you know, whether they're having symptoms other than cough or whether it's just sort of a chronic condition. I 
I would continue to encourage the person to have good cough hygiene um, because you know it's it's really not acceptable to be coughing um, uncovered at this point in time in anybody's home um, or place of business. And so I, you know, I, I insist upon that at work. Um, and I think it's, you know, I think it's fair for you as a host of this house guest to insist upon it at home too. I just, I, the risk is probably quite low, but still, it's just a question of good hygiene, um, pandemic or no, right? That's what I was thinking, too, because it's now in the kitchen, and it's just feels very unacceptable. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just nasty. <laughs> so get a fly swatter, and when, when he or she does it again, just a sharp smack in the back of the calves, and, you know, they'll, they'll get the message. Thank you, doctor. Have a good day. <laughs> I shudder to think what else they're not doing. Yeah, let's not even talk about hand washing. Exactly. No. That was my first thought. 895-2448. The lines are open. Give us a call here. It's the local coronavirus update. I wanted to say that I got tested last week. How'd that go? It was, well, it went great. Yeah. Thank you. It was yeah. a very negative experience. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I got my results in less than 24 hours. That's great. Yeah, OptumServe is, is super fast now. And, you know, the, the 7 to 10 day to 12 day to 14 day that we were seeing a year ago has finally fallen completely away you're getting real you know essentially uh, actionable um data um which is what we have needed all along and i was in and out in like moments it was so fast and before people start calling and complaining that i was encouraging violence i was joking about the fly (laughs) swatter yeah i'll see that person was going to call and complain about that (laughs) (laughs) oh okay he was joking all right hello caller you're live on the air uh, hi. Um, I haven't been going out much, and I'm wondering if there are venues that are asking for um, the vaccination card. And if that's the case, is a copy of the vaccination card on a piece of paper, since I don't want to ever lose my vaccination card, um, is that uh, acceptable? Yeah, I actually don't know if there are any local establishments that are requiring the vaccination card. I I, I don't think there are, um, actually. And even statewide or nationally, that's not normative. Where it is going to be required is for international travel. Um, and so that's certainly at least currently where you're going to really want to hold on to that if there's a possibility of of international travel. Some states, like New York, are um, rolling out this vaccine passport, um, which may or may not gain traction. Um, But, you know, I I would, what I did and what I would encourage everybody to do is take a picture of your vaccine card so you have a digital or digitized copy of your vaccine card. You can also get it replaced. So if you lose it, um, there's a public health record of your vaccine card and you can get it replaced if that happens. But that would probably require hours and hours of phone calls. So hold on to it, take a picture of it, photocopy it if you want. Um, and that should suffice for anything except perhaps, you know, international travel when you might just need to tuck it into your passport. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Good question. Yeah, they're not super sturdy. No. No, they're not. When my son dumped a bottle, water bottle in my purse, it my vaccine... Yeah, no, it's still there. It's just a little bit crispy. Yeah. It's a little stiff. But yeah, it would be nice to have something that was more durable. Well, well we have worn people out. 895-2448. Lines are open. Um, 
how about we want to hear about some of the vaccine opportunities this week in Mendocino County? Yeah, pages and pages. I know. Them. Let me go through and see if I can find the first page. Okay, so starting this afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m., so just in a couple minutes, in 20, certain 20 minutes, uh, first dose. Uh, all individuals age 12 and older, so that means they are at least going to have the Pfizer vaccine, but probably other options as well, it sounds like. Walk in. This is at the Redwood Valley Market, downtown Redwood Valley. They're having a, a vaccine event from 4 to 6 p.m. for first dose. Uh, for all of the minors who are getting vaccinated, you need to have a printed and signed consent form from your parents or your guardian, and you can get that form at mendocinocounty.org. They'll also have that form, I suspect, I at these so. pop-ups. That would be good. Uh, but if your parent isn't there... Well, yes, then I you need know. the form. That'd be a cool kid to just be like, you know what, I'm going to head down and get vaccinated. I'm 14. <laughs> um, okay, and then on the 8th, which is tomorrow, at the ARC, Alex Rohrbaugh Center in Ukiah from 4 to 7, uh, again, these are walk-up events, all individuals age 12 and older. Uh, Wednesday at the Coyote Valley New Community Center. It's a Pfizer event, so 12 and older. This is uh, 29 Dwee Drive, DWI Drive, at, in Redwood Valley. Uh, that's from 1 to 3 o'clock, so lots and lots are inland. Um, on Wednesday, also at the Ukiah Fairgrounds, there's a Pfizer event from 4 to 6 p.m., a first-dose event. You can schedule an appointment for that one at the website, but all of these are walk-ups as well. On Thursday the 10th, is that right? Yep, Thursday the 10th, Shots Courthouse and Bakery Cafe, or Bakery and Cafe in Ukiah. Did I say that right? At Schatz Courthouse Bakery and Cafe. That's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can grab lunch and a vaccine. Get your shot at Schatz. Exactly. That's... Why did it take us so long? That's a great idea. They should be the center of vaccine efforts here in the county. Um, and then also on Thursday at the Boonville Fairgrounds in the Apple Room, they're having a Johnson & Johnson vaccination event. One-time event for those of you who want just the one-time shot. Head on down. You yeah. never have to do it again. That's from 3 to 6 p.m. Um, and that's for 18 and older. That vaccine is not approved yet for, for anyone younger than that. Uh, okay, then Friday, Ukiah Fairgrounds is having a Moderna event, uh, first dose Moderna. That's from 9 to 11. I don't know if it's just like personal preference or brand or whatever, but I guess some people want Moderna and some people want Pfizer. Yeah, people, it's, it's interesting. Some people really do sort of focus on getting one particular flavor of the vaccine. I had a preference. You I don't did? know why. Yeah, I did. I don't know why. But anyway, I got the one I wanted. So good. <laughs> um, Friday the 11th at Ukiah Fairgrounds, there's a Pfizer event at the same time from 9 to 12. Uh, and then at Ukiah Raley's on Friday from 4 to 6 p.m., you can get your groceries. Maybe you can even spend your $50 grocery card at the Ukiah Raley's from 4 to 6 p.m. on Friday. Pfizer event um, and on the on Saturday the 12th in Calpella at Club Calpella there's a Pfizer event that's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. a little early to multitask and get a drink as well but you know Club Calpella right there in Calpella from 9 to 11 9 to 1 sorry on Saturday and then also on Saturday that's when they're having the Ukiah Super Chavez Market event um, it's a pfizer first dose clinic from 3 to 5 p.m so it's getting very saturated throughout the community lots of places to get your shots i didn't hear a lot on the south coast but i'm sure there are options no, there no no and 
there's some second dose yeah. events on the coast, but and it should also be said that pretty much any pharmacy now um, is also yes. offering the vaccine, and it's pretty easy to sign up and go in and get your get your shot there. So yeah, there's plenty of options. options I'm, I'm kind of fixated on the fact that you said DWI drive. Is, there, we, yeah, is there really that, I don't a know DWI type, drive? Typo. I mean, that, that sounds unsafe. I don't like it, yeah. but <laughs> I, it might be. Do we, someone call me and it tell seems me. Like, it seems like CHP should just post up on that road. Yeah. Coyote Valley New Community Center right. is what it says. Right. So maybe somebody can, can set me straight <laughs> on that. All right, let's take our next call. Hey, caller, you're live on the air. Hi. 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 Good afternoon. Hi. Um, my question is regarding the vaccine cards. Um, I'm fully vaccinated, but my purse got stolen out of my car a couple weeks ago, and with it, my vaccination card. So how would I be able to replace that? You would need, I would start, and I'm not speaking from personal experience or absolute knowledge, but I would start by contacting um, whatever center you uh, got your shot at. So if you got it at one of the health centers, um, they can direct you. Either they can give you a new one, or they can direct you to public health that can issue a new one. Um, but that, that right. that's where I would start. Okay, it was through when the school district was vaccinating all the teachers, so we were doing it there at the conference center. Okay, and so that... So would that be a public health? That would be, yeah, I think that was a public health event, as I recollect. So I would I would call um, County Public Health and find out how to get a, a new card. Um, and and they, they should be able to issue one, because they have obviously retained all that information. Great. Okay. okay, thank you so much for everything you're doing. You're welcome. Take a picture of your new card, though. <laughs> Get some I sort know. of copy of it. I know, I, I know. Retrospect is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now everybody knows. Do it right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, also, if it, let us know how it goes. Yeah, I will. Hi, Alicia. It's Kirsten. I'll let you, I'll keep you posted. Oh, hey, sorry about your purse. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I thought a bottle of water in my purse was bad, but actually getting it stolen, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. All right. It is my weekend. It is. Really? Do you get a couple days off now? All the way until Wednesday. That's fair. Yeah. And then you have to go back. Yeah. 895-2448-707-895-2448. The rest of us will try to stay out of your work. Well, you know, it's never good when you know ER doctors by name. It's just not a... (laughs) Not a life goal. It's just not good. It's just best avoided. Yeah, for sure. Hello, caller. You are live on the air. Hi. I'm wondering if you can, uh, if you have any information about... um, uh, masking after June fifteenth, what the county is going to be recommending? I, you know, I I don't have any inside information on that. I suspect um, that California is going to continue, um, and thus Mendocino County is going to continue to require indoor masking um, probably through the course of the summer. Whether that prediction proves to be wrong we'll certainly know soon but i I just don't see california walking back the indoor masking requirement quite yet and i think that's reasonable it's it's not terribly burdensome to wear a mask and frankly i you know at work i might continue to wear a mask once this pandemic's over because i haven't had even a whiff of a cold since i've been wearing a mask they they work quite well right so 
it's it, 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 there will be some of us who will continue, I think, to wear masks all the time, even once we get through the pandemic. They are uncomfortable, particularly when you're talking or working outside. And really, outdoor masking, I think, can safely fall away unless you're really in a congregate area. Great. Thank you so much, and thanks so much for the show. I really liked it. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right, good question. Um, and I think that Dr. Corn is extremely concerned about the surge and will continue to keep whatever safeguards in place that he can. Yeah, well, the surge is you know certainly very concerning, and it's you know we know that the masking works. I, unfortunately, I think that the surge is surging amongst the people who are not the most COVID safe. Um, you know, for for multiple reasons. But you know, that's that's another discussion. All right. Uh, it is the local coronavirus update. We're here Mondays from 3 to 4 p.m. We're going to take the calls until 4 o'clock, and it's 895-2448. Hey, caller, you're live on the air. Hi. I have three things I want to say. One thing is I found a Ziploc bag that my um, vaccine card just fits in, so I keep it in a Ziploc bag so it won't get uh, wet because you're not supposed to laminate it. So there's a little tip for you. And secondly, my two questions are, I wanted to have some friends over for dinner, but I'm guessing indoor dinner parties amongst out, uh, unvaccinated people aren't such a good idea. Yeah. And I, I was at the... Yeah. yeah I not think a good idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I was at the laundromat the other day, and I saw somebody I'm acquainted with, and she was not wearing a mask, and she said, where's... I said, you know, you know, where's your mask? Oh, we don't need to wear them anymore. I said, I guess because of the CDC thing. I said, well, Gavin Newsom says she does, and she said, he's on his way out. And I said, no, he isn't. She said, yes, he is. And I thought, well, there's no point arguing with you, so I just kept going. So well, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, so masking is still required in the county and indoor um, settings. Um, it's required in the state. The CDC guidelines, um, you know, I... I, I had issue with that uh, recommendation, um, but I think it was driven largely by a desire to drive um, vaccine uptake um, rather than the notion that we don't need to mask. Um, and so it was, I presume, a fairly well-considered recommendation. But statewide, and I think it's appropriate, we're still supposed to be wearing masks. Um, as for your argument with your friend about Newsom's fate, I, I'm not going to go down that wormhole. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Okay. All right. But no, 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 un, no unvaccinated people at indoor, indoor dinner parties. Well, I I wouldn't recommend an indoor um, unvaccinated event. Um, you know, I just don't think that that's safe. Particularly, I mean, if you're vaccinated, you your your personal risk is quite low, but the risks of people coming to your house and uh, sharing it amongst themselves is is substantial. Um, and so, yeah. I just am not sure I would want to host a um, spreading event of COVID um, if, if I were right. in that position. Now, what you should do is just go grab a handful of the J&J shot, and when they show up at the door, just quick jab in the arm and then, you know, give them dinner. Or I was thinking you could give them a, a dinner gift certificate if they get <laughs> vaccinated and then they can come, so you can schedule it and say you can come if you're vaccinated. Yes, bring your Vax card. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no? You don't sound optimistic. I'm show a movie to, and some friends are going to see it, but, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll have dinner, but, uh, yeah, I don't 
Yeah. I know one one's trying to get her vaccine, but hasn't been able to yet. But I know one just won't get it, so yeah, she might be off the list. Yeah, it, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> go ahead. It's no, it's a fraught, it's a fraught decision. Um, and you know, we all know people who haven't gotten vaccinated, you know, for for multiple reasons. Um, but the indoor sort of analysis, I think, is still is still off the table. She had even told me she was uninvited from an outdoor party because she's not vaccinated. So, well, you know, I, 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 I think that you know, increasing pressure on the unvaccinated is not unreasonable. Um, sort of a gentle yeah. sort of pressure. You know, let, let, let your friend know that you would love to see him or her and have him or her over for dinner, but you don't feel comfortable until that person's vaccinated. And, you know, just leave it at that. Um, right. So hang in there. It's, you okay. know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment in time that we're all dealing with right. this vaccine question. And we're going to get through it over the course of the next three to six months. But it's, it's the issue of the moment. Yeah. Okay. Much, well, thank you. Much, much more uh, readily addressed than, say, what to do with COVID-infected mail coming in, which was our... <laughs> You remember those days, the good yes. old days, Alicia? Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. We yeah. we would put out all of the yeah. mail to the station yeah. on the table and spray it and with disinfectant, microwave it, yeah, yep, and yeah. have it like outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're. I am so glad those days are over. Yeah, I am so glad we were out doing our group bike ride this Saturday without masks and felt okay yeah. about that, yep. which is yep. Yep. a great improvement. So, all right, we've got just a few minutes left. I think we have time for a call or two, 895-2448, 707-895-2448. What are you going to do with all your free time? Oh, it will be filled. <laughs> You'll sleep. <laughs> <laughs> One more hour to recover from the night shift. Yeah, time will, it, it will just disappear. I'm quite sure of that. It has a way of doing that. Yeah. All right, lines are open. I think we've addressed every COVID concern of the KZYX listener shed. I hope so, but I wonder, I wonder. I think there's more creativity out there. Hey, caller, you are live on the air. Hi, yes. I just have a simple question. I know a friend who says, well, people have died from the, vac- from the vaccine. How do I answer that? Well, people have died from the vaccine, Um it's a very low number. Um, it's probably on the order of 20 people, um, you know, nationwide who have died from one of these very rare complications that occur with vaccines. Whereas we are just about to cross the 600,000th U.S. death. Um, so more people have died from COVID um, than in yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, Nothing is absolutely safe, right? And so, you know, the the risk of an adverse outcome from the vaccine is it's not zero, but it's really, really close to zero. Um, and you just need to yeah. talk about that risk, whereas the risk of COVID is, is you know, several orders of magnitude higher. Um it's yeah, I, I, and I, who's only forty. Yeah, you know. I you know I've seen really sick forty-year-olds. We've had intubated forty-year-olds at the hospital here in Ukiah, and, it, and that happens. And you know that's yeah. that's not that rare actually. Um, 
I think that that concern stems more from not the actual risks than just the fear of the unknown, right? And so I think yeah, exactly. I think the the fear of the unknown of this vaccine drives that concern more than the actual you know handful or two of people have had one of these severe and in a few cases fatal reactions to the vaccine. That is extremely rare. I mean, I I haven't seen numbers on it in the last week or two, but. Last I checked, it was um, just out of the single digits in terms of possible or probable fatalities from the vaccine. Okay. All right. So just keep 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 the conversation going with that individual. Um, Really, that's that's what I'd recommend. I mean, it's a time-consuming process, but you know, addressing the concerns and sort of talking about the risk benefits of of this is you know it's worth doing, right? And it's you know it will eventually have an effect. I think. All right. Thank you very much. Sure. Thank you. And I know people are worried about that. Anytime there's a medical procedure that happens, like a shot, people are scared to some degree. But how many people have gotten the shot and not died? (laughs) How many people have gotten the shot and not died? And not died. Well, we are at 45% vaccination rate in the country. So 45 times 320 million um, minus 12. Um, so it's, you know, we're talking 150 million people who have had the shot at this point. And live to tell the tale. Yeah. 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 So, and I think, I, I think most people are recognizing that, which is why some of the sort of late adopters or the vaccine hesitant, as we say, are actually now coming forward and getting the shot. Yeah, well, and a lot of people did just want to wait and see. Yeah, and a lot of people are, are hesitant because, you know, it, it can make you feel kind of cruddy for a day or two. It made me feel lousy for about 24 hours. You know, some people don't want to have that um, impact their life or their work. I'm sort of... Um, different in that I elected to get my booster shot when I was working because I didn't want to feel bad on my off day. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. That's another reason I'm not I'm going to try to avoid the ER. <laughs> Yet another. There's so many. Yeah. So many good reasons to avoid the ER. Okay, well, we've got about 90 seconds left. You got any kind of wrap-up words for folks today? Well, you know, it's it, it's it's okay to not be so anxious about COVID anymore, and I think that's sort of the take-home. I think that's why we are wrapping up this show over the course of the next couple of weeks. You know, the the vaccine works. Um, we can go back to more or less our normal lives with some simple um, precautions, such as, you know, avoiding bars and confined indoor restaurants at least for the time being but really everything else is fine and for those of us who aren't vaccinated you know give me a call or go get vaccinated because i would love to talk to you about your concerns um and i have you know i have a fair amount of um empathy and concern when i see somebody really sick from covid um nowadays um when it's it, it could have been avoided. It's just really tragic. Um, so be safe. Um, get your shot if you're still listening to this show and haven't, um, which it's probably about three people at this point. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next Monday from 3 to 4 o'clock. It's the local coronavirus update. 
You've been listening to the local coronavirus update from KZYXMZ Mendocino County Public Broadcasting in Philo, California. This podcast is made possible by funding from the Mask Awareness Project of North Coast Opportunities. To hear this program live, tune in on Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time to KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Williton Ukiah at 91.5 FM, and in Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Or you can hear us anywhere at kzyx.org, where you can also find out how to donate or become a KZYX member. Thanks for listening.